Welcome, Jimmy, to the Box of Random Podcast, where midichlorians are canon. James Isaac Newton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Troll bait. Just, I just, I just imagine, like, a pile of midichlorians outside of a cave. <laughs> the midichlorian detector Gregon Jin had for Anakin. Just inside a cage with a rope trap on it. <laughs> the midichlorian did. Uh, troll baits. That's what we're calling it. Troll baits. <laughs> uh, Bring it, man. You see, I was, I'm okay with the midichlorians because it's I like not, the midichlorians. It's not about the force, it's about the society. Mm-hmm. The, it's showing that the Republic was getting complacent and was trying to quantify the force. And the fans freaked out because you're not supposed to quantify the force. And that was the point, is that you're not supposed to quantify the cor- the force. The corpse. The corpse. <laughs> quantify corpses. <laughs> that you can do. But you're not supposed to quantify the force was the entire point of the midichlorians. It made people complacent and they stopped tuning themselves to the force. They were trying to use technology where it wasn't supposed to be used. And the fans freaked out because of that, but they didn't see that it wasn't about classifying the force, it was about structuring the society of the Republic. Like how people like Queen. <laughs> I just uh, learned about her today, and Paris has already gone on rants about it. She's the worst. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't understand how people like her. And then, um, that comic had a lot of cool parts. Like I liked the main character a lot. He was really cool. And then the ending was by far one of the worst endings in years. <laughs> Significantly worse than Breath of the Wild. It oh was gosh, bad. That's bad. It was bad. I don't it even know so what comic it, it, I don't even know what the comic comic is called. Just that there's some lady named Queen in there. And she's awful. She's the worst. <sighs> Good stuff. They broke character for everyone. They oh. threw out the window. All this stuff. And the fan base was terrible. Like near the end, the main character finds and rescues a kidnapping victim. And all the way through the series, even past that point, they're like, grow a spine to the main character. And it's like, guys! Oh my gosh. He just beat up kidnappers. What do you want from him? He jumped and smashed a car window to pull the guys out of it and get the person. And they're like, grow a spine. <laughs> How? Oh my gosh. You're so awful. Uh, uh, Which is why I try to avoid the fan base for stuff. Yeah. Oh, dang it. I can't avoid the fan base for this. <laughs> I manage all the social media stuff. We're gonna I can't try, avoid the fan base. We're going to try super hard to keep a following that's courteous and nice to each other, and we're going to get the most toxic, mean people. <laughs> well, I mean, we do have our troll bait. In the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throwing out troll bait at the beginning of the episode. Oh. Can that be the name? Troll bait. <laughs> Midichlorian troll bait. Oh. And then... Oh, good stuff. If it's genetic, there's going to be genetic indications. Mm -hmm. Luke was Anakin's son, and because of that, he inherited the Force sensitivity. Why would there not be a physical indication of that if it's genetic? (laughs) Right? That the fan base is just picky. I think they just didn't like the movie and then tried to find (laughs) things that they didn't like about it. Yeah. That happens a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Oh, Uh, so, since yesterday, I beat Final Fantasy V. Oh, right. Yeah, that one's really good. I like that one. X-Death. Yeah. <laughs> the immortal God. Beacon tree to destroy all of existence. <laughs> I think it's amazing that they made a tree both intimidating and cool. Yeah. A tree is the final boss, and it was awesome. Uh, whenever I think of a tree as a boss, I always just think of the Eva tree and Nine, or mm. Lifa tree. I'm still not entirely sure. I still think Wispy Woods. <laughs> and it's like, how does the same thing as the first boss in every Kirby game become super scary and intimidating and a threat to the entire multiverse? <laughs> Um, Final Fantasy, that's how. Final Fantasy's great. Um, we got a PS4 so we can play 15 again. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. We've been playing that one. Um, we had to start over. Because we haven't been able to get our save files yet. Yeah, we may just have to have our brother 
bring his PS4 over or sometime. Take or take ours over, over. yeah. Um, one or the other. I don't want to do that. But I have a file where it has all the event stuff. All the everything. All the event stuff. And it's 100% completed. And I would like to have that file before the event ends. So the Assassin's Creed event? Yeah. yeah. So I can keep having all the things on that file. Yeah. And <sighs> okay. Prompto was awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw bits and pieces of that. It was, it was it what, really cool. It's like, um, if you've played Dirge of Cerberus, it's yeah. kind of like what that was supposed to be. It was also what the guns in 15 should have been. Yeah, and so it's it's like the perfection of both the guns in the current game and the gameplay of an old game. And I'm not Dane's Dirge of Cerberus, Cerberus like at all. It's a good game. I enjoy it a lot. I haven't played it much, but it is a good game, and I really like it from what I have played. Why'd they make it a shooter? Because he has a gun! gun. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted more Vincent. They gave you more Vincent, and you complain about it. And it's but a third-person shooter. It's not like a first-person. It still felt like a Final Fantasy game. It yeah, was still an action RPG. they were praising uh, Crisis Core for being the action RPG kind of thing. But because it was a sword instead of a gun, it was a good decision. Oh the same gosh. people were like, oh, yeah, it was a real step forward making this an action RPG. And then Dirge of Cerberus, which came out before, and they were still working on it. They're like, why'd they make it a shooter? Because he has a gun! <laughs> Wanted to go oh. hit people? Just Vincent pistol whipping <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> oh, I mean, they could have pulled it off, too. It would have been so funny. And just like uh, Shinra took away all the bullets. All bullets all in bullets. the world. Just... Or no, technology stopped working. <laughs> Explosives stopped working. <laughs> Fire. Fire is technology, obviously. Oh, that it, it was some TV show. It was a TV show. They okay. had a whole season of it. Oh, my gosh. And the premise was that all technology stopped working, which included guns. From an, well, EM you see, from an EM pulse, guns stopped working. What happens with a gun is that a, you pull the trigger and there's a remote signal from the trigger into the chamber that creates the bullet, which then proceeds to fire it like a rail gun. That's how guns work. Batman logic. A remote gun jammer. It say, was, say it, just listen again. Remote, remote gun, gun jammer. jammer. With, it, it creates a frequency that jams guns. <laughs> From oh, afar. Oh, man. And it's only temporary. <laughs> Theoretically, you could find a frequency for the metal in the gun to bend it or mm -hmm. break it. But it's only temporary. One, no. If he had that, he could just use a subsonic wave and immobilize all the bad guys at the same time. Uh-huh. Two, it repairs itself. Because obviously guns have nanobots. That's how they build the bullets. <laughs> of course. What else would they do? <laughs> okay. Uh... I know we don't have, like, a big enough fan base yet to have fan art, but I really want fan art because now I want, like, a comic, just, like, a mini-comic strip where the guy's pointing the gun, pulls the trigger. Wait a second, we gotta make the bullet. There we go. Bang! The remote gun jammer is the Arkham City version of the... At the end of Civil War, where... Oh, spoiler a little bit for a fairly old movie that most people have seen. Civil War. Okay. Most Captain people who America want to see it have seen it, yeah. basically. At the end, I can suspend its belief for lasers... Tank missiles, super soldiers, cryogenics, all these things. Shrinking and growing someone. But at the end, my thing is Iron Man analyzes mid-fight Captain America's fighting style and his armor AI, apparently, that he apparently has because he is not calling the shots in his armor. It's an AI control because that's a great idea. Counters Captain freaking America with the Winter Soldier in seconds. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> oh. I mean, At, even Taskmaster has to see them in mm -hmm. a full fight. Yeah, a full fight. He studies them, mm -hmm. and then he can copy them perfectly and knows all their moves. But no. Also, Iron Man has an AI that tells his suit what to do after Ultron. 
Yeah, I was about to bring that up, but you were talking. After Ultron took over his suit's AIs, he still has one in the one he wears. Because <laughs> that's a great idea after Ultron. That's, that's what I wanted to say, but I thought I'd let you finish your thought first. But, okay, Homecoming is out, so we need to rent that and watch it. Oh, cool, awesome. So Go and see that one. Yeah, wonderful movie. If you have not seen it, I also suggest that you rent it and watch it, either on Amazon or Google Play or something. I don't think it's in Redbox yet. Um, They've been putting it out digitally before, the CDs and DVDs and Blu-rays. and Yeah. Well, because it's just easier. Less yeah. production cost. It mm-hmm. makes sense why, but it's still like, oh. And then... I like having a physical copy. Because after... It was like talking to 2007. <laughs> okay. Look up Door Monster on YouTube. They're, they're wonderful. They're so funny. If you enjoy our podcast, you'll enjoy them. They have very, very little swearing. I think they have sworn once or twice, but it was... Yeah, they have. It was very little. And no F-bombs. And yeah. the swear words that they do use they are... During um, Hank. Yeah, those are industry words that are not actually considered swear words. Uh, within in the... Yeah, in in, industry legally there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like in film and radio and whatnot, there are uh, the A word, the uh, H word, and the D word are not considered swear words, That's unless right. uh, except in the case of children's shows. Uh, yeah, uh, G movies don't have them, but if you remember in Last Unicorn, they did have one swear word uh, because it mm-hmm. was uh, the H word, so it's not considered a and vulgar term. There was term. a darn in there too. They were okay because those aren't considered vulgar darn words. You then for coming they can old and haggard, and not when I was young and beautiful. Darn you! <laughs> it's a good movie. It is. It's a good movie. But awesome um, music. It is. All right, and then what else? Oh, I got Death Road to Canada. <laughs> so much fun. Oh man, jump it, <laughs> dude! Timmy is the, In the best. spirit of Timmy will kill him. <laughs> so our first playthrough, I made a character named Timmy. He was paranoid. He was a paranoid friend of dog, and and so we happened upon a camp of peaceful travelers, and he stole their bullets and stuff and food, and, and we got away scot free. And then there was an arms dealer, and he was selling bullets for food, and Timmy's like steal the ammo, and he stole it, and the guy just pumped his shotgun and started firing, and we got hurt but did not die and got a lot of bullets. Oh my gosh, I killed Brogan one time. They there were a bunch of zombies coming, and Timmy had the great idea to start shooting golf balls at them. <laughs> I found out that my fitness was zero, and Brogan died. <laughs> Later on in that same playthrough, she got uh, she got to be a dog though. Uh, still need so, to try different to Canada is so much fun. Uh, Ultimate so Chicken fun. Horse. That one is fun. It's a platforming game where you each person picks and places platforms and traps and stuff at the beginning of each round, and then you race. The and end. everyone has to get through it, so you have to make it hard enough that they can't get through because if everyone makes it, no one gets points. Too but easy, no points. It, <laughs> but you need it to be something you can get through because otherwise you don't get points. Chicken Horse. Yup. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. We played it with uh, Paris Avery and I, and we don't have another controller, so uh, if we get one more, then we can play together. it is four player. Yeah. And um, it's so funny. It's great. They have flowers that you can place down, and they're happy and smiley, and they will murder you. As soon as you're in front of them, it just punches you, <laughs> and you go flying. Into the barbed wire I placed. <laughs> And then there was another time where we blocked off the egg. The <laughs> just completely, and there was no way to even lose because it was, it had an overhang that I couldn't get past, and I was in the section of the map that you can't die in, so we it had was, to reset. It, it was, was pretty bad. Funny. It was funny. <laughs> oh. Good stuff. Okay. But Humble Bundle is great. Yeah. That's where we got all these from. It's really cool. Um, let's see, what else? <laughs> a while ago, uh, Brogan started... Insisting that Avery is a zombie. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so we need a zombie. What was Avery the Game Boy? We need a zombie Game Boy. Um, <laughs> <That's> someday. <laughs> uh, after Nintendo.
Nintendo creates artificial intelligence or doesn't, and then Game Boys become explosive. <laughs> uh, uh, like the Galaxy Note or whatever it was. <laughs> Note 7. Note 7, yeah. I like, like how Note when 7. they were doing the Note 8, they their entire commercial was showing off their safety precautions. How many safety checks they did. Oh, they triple checked everything. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. We're just kind of like out of... Oh, right. Truth Witch <laughs> is... We're out of... Oh, there's a thing. Yeah. Um, so Truth Witch is one of the ga games... Books. books. <laughs> they might as well be games. Um, well, it's one of the books that I got from Barnes & Noble when I spent $100 because I don't have a Barnes & Noble nearby. Um, the closest one is an hour away. And so... I went and spent $100 in one go. It was bad. Uh, but truth which, so the side main character is what has always been like more interesting than the actual main character. There's Safi and she's the truth witch. And then Which her, is one of the lamest powers to have your main character. Yeah. And then there's Isailt and she's a thread witch. Which first off is so much cooler. Secondly, they're making it even cooler with, with hinting a few things. But first off, she's more interesting just as a character. Than Safi is. And then, secondly, not only is she more a more interesting character, every other character is a more interesting character. <laughs> like, um, like, greatly default. Yeah. Tiz. Oh. Uh, he, he starts out really good. Like, he looks good... like he's going to be a really cool character, but they don't do anything with him. <sighs> At all. He stays the same from beginning to end. Makes me sad. But it's really hard to have a good character with a static main character. Or a good story with a static main character. Yeah. Like, static characters have their place, but mm. the main character, the main character should be dynamic. Like, I don't care if the bad guy's being static. Like, yeah, the villains, the that's the idea, is that they're, they, they won't change. They are immovable evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the main character is a static character, they're just an immovable idiot instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Tanner was saying that all the other characters are more interesting and all the other powers are more interesting. They are! There's the thread witch he was talking about, and apparently she has uh, she has the ability to see connections between people. Like, who they admire, who they hate, all these things just by looking at them. Which is amazing. So they defined it a little bit more from what they made it sound like. She can only see when people are, like... She can see people's connections from their heart thread, which is like thread brothers, thread sisters, people that are so... Um, Kingdom Hearts bonds. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts bonds. She can see those. The people that are so strongly connected that their powers are increased when they're together. She can see those connections. But it's still just as cool because she can also see people's just normal threads and it shows her their emotional state. Like, gray is violent, or gray is fear, steel is violence, um, purple is lust, uh, red is anger, teal is calm. She can see people's emotional states in these threads and... She, and because of that, she, emotional trauma, blah, 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 she has to hide her own emotions. And then also, she can't do this because they're hinting at awesome things, but, um, there's something called thread stones that most thread witches can make, and what they are are they're stones that are connected and have certain abilities. Like, uh, one of them, uh, the blood witch has it. He, you, he activates the thread stone, and every monk, every one of his monks in the area get has the ability to teleport to him. They all get this distress signal and they can all go to him oh, immediately. Man. And the blood witchery is so cool. He's, his, um... So the blood witch, he can hunt people, he can smell people, either their blood or their magic if they're a witch. He can just, like, smell them. And he can hold on to their scents and track them down. If they're within 100 feet, he can tell their exact location. 
anything past that, he can tell their direction. Okay. And he's such a cool character, and that ability is, like, okay, the truth witch, the truth witchery is kind of cool, but also kind of it lame. It has so many limitations to it. Like, um, so the truth witchery, it allows her to know when someone or something, apparently, is being deceitful in any way. But not what they're being deceitful about, what the actual truth is. And, like, she can see through illusions. She doesn't, she still sees them, but she knows that they're illusions. And the biggest thing about it is uh, she can't, um, she can't be word-witched, which are, like, magical con artists. Um, if you've read Mistborn, they're the suitors. Um, so they're, she can't be word-witched. That is the biggest advantage to her magic. And then uh, there's Merrick, and he is a pirate prince, because he lives in a uh, kingdom where the mo- majority of the military is naval-based. And he is a wind witch, and his thread brother is so cool. Merrick is clever about how he uses his magic. His thread brother is just incredibly powerful. He can control all aspects of air, including the air in people's lungs. <laughs> and I know I've told you this before, but... And so, it's a good book, but they should have had a different main character. If they had focused on Isayalt instead. And they're, they're doing pretty well about switching between them, um, and trying to focus on... Uh, more than just Safi, and they're making Safi a more interesting character, but her powers are still lame. <laughs> just saying. Um, and another big thing about her is that she she is most interesting when there are other people interacting with her. By herself, she is a kind of annoying person and kind of a bland person. She gets angry really fast, and she just starts yelling, and she's mad at the world. And only when other people start interacting with her is does she become... In my opinion, a likable character, but... Okay, I've ranted about that long enough. <laughs> yeah, before I played 5, I didn't realize just how much of it Bravely Default copied. Oh, yeah. Like, almost all of the jobs, and the characters, and plot points, and gameplay. And everything. It had some things it added, like... It, and it was different, quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. But a lot of it is straight from 5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if you want to play Bravely Default, just go play Final Fantasy V instead. And then Bravely Default. Yeah. <laughs> I still like it. It had some cool stuff. The Braving Brave and Default. Default were really cool. I like yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, Octopath Travelers. Oh my gosh. Ah, it looks so good. It's, is that the official name? Or have, is that just what they're calling? Isn't it like Project Octopath Traveler? I Traveler's? think it's officially the name now. It is? Okay. Octopath Traveler. And it looks so good. I love the art style they did. I haven't seen much for it other than the announcement at E3. Yeah, it's the... They managed to do 3D pixel art. That's impressive. <laughs> like, they have the 3D stuff, but the characters are... Like, pseudo-3D pixel art, and they fit into the world, and it's hilarious, and I love it. <gasps> oh. And it looks really good. And the gameplay looks interesting, too. It's uh, kind of like Mobius, where you can damage their defense as you're attacking, and then if you break it, they'll be stunned, and you can do more damage. Okay. That's cool. Speaking of Mobius, they're doing an event right now. For Final Fantasy XIII. Final Fantasy XIII. <laughs> well, because it's popular in Japan. And, and for a long time, I maintained that Final Fantasy thirteen. It was a good game. I just hadn't tried it yet, so I didn't know. So Lightning. it could be a good game. I don't know. And then I saw Pro Jared's review of it, and it's like, if he doesn't like it, no. <laughs> then it's likely not a good game. Yeah. And the and then others, they were like, okay, it's going to get good. And then it ended, is what I've heard people say. And then uh, Lightning is in the event. She's so annoying. She's the worst. For Cloud, they had the final... Fa- okay, 13 is non-canon in Mobius. Like, it contradicts the previous canon. It's non-canon. And... They had a seven remake event, and that was good. Like, they had Cloud in there, and Cloud and your character had very interesting interactions. They had some fun di- dialogue, and Cloud was useful. Lightning 
immediately loses her powers, whines about everything, and runs into battle ahead of you even though she's worthless in a fight. <clears throat> Repeatedly. Because, you know, she lost all her powers. Yeah. And within minutes of meeting her, she's talking about how bad her life is. She was whining about the military being corrupt, her family dying, and all this stuff within minutes of meeting her. I was like, yeah, and that like, sucks. You had three you... games to get over this. Shouldn't you be more reserved about this? I mean, especially someone you just met in a different world with a weird fairy following him. Can she see Echo? Uh, Cloud yeah. could. She should be able to because she's not of the world. Okay. People yeah. of Palamecia cannot see Echo. So Blanks can and no one else. <laughs> Moogles cannot and... The worst character, Sarah, the stupid, worth, horrible princess who's manipulating you and sucks and is incredibly annoying. She can't see her. And Good. Stuff like that. I don't know if Garland can or not, because he doesn't have an Echo, and Echoes follow around, like, everyone they can. So. Good stuff. <laughs> it's funny, she's... She, she's always saying that she's gonna, like, betray you, stab you in the back. At least blah, she's blah, honest blah. about yeah, it. Yeah, first off, she's honest about it. Secondly, she hasn't done nothing but help you this entire time. I think there's some law that Vox made that binds the Echoes to betraying whoever they follow eventually. So long as they do it, doesn't matter. Okay, we are at... 32 minutes. Uh, so 20, 20 minutes and, like, 40 seconds. Um, so end of part one, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, nice with Tanglegram. Patreon support us on there, too. Um, oh, I found out on SoundCloud. It's called a repost, not a share. So mm. repost and share and... Post. Post. Sword fight. <laughs> Anyway, uh, see you in part two and...